It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Tech Tuesday. Welcome back to Tech Tuesday. I'm Myla Wong. My name is Raj Shroff, and I'm a director of applied AI research at Blue Artificial Intelligence. There is this long-standing myth that our smartphones are listening to us to deliver us, and now for the first time, we seem to have evidence that this is really happening. Raj, can you tell us more about that? Well, it's the first time that a marketing company has openly made this claim. This story, by the way, was broken by 404 Media Group. So the company at the center of all of this, Cox Media Group or CMG, they claim that they can use smart devices such as phones, TVs, and smart speakers to listen to our conversations and then use that data they collected to target us with advertising. Now, it isn't immediately clear if the recordings might be collected through specific apps that CMG has a data sharing agreement with, or if the recordings might be collected at the device level itself, which is kind of scary if that is true. I should point out, however, that it's unclear at the moment whether CMG actually has the ability to do this in practice, given the various legal and device-specific restrictions. On how customer voice data is collected and sold, but just the fact that this idea is being openly discussed and promoted should be a wake-up call for all of us. So you said we don't actually know how they listen to us. So there's no way we can opt out or prevent this from happening. Well, more important than just opting out of this specific feature, there are steps that we can take as consumers to protect ourselves, whether or not companies are actively listening to our conversations. So the first thing we can do, for example, is open up the settings page of every app that we have on our phone or TV and disable as many data collection settings as possible. It may take some time, but you only have to do it once, and I think you're set. If you want to be a little bit more concrete, you can also go into the settings page of the device itself, like your smartphone, and ask the device to notify you every time an app requests access to the device microphone or the device camera. Finally, if we're curious about what specific data a company has on us, we can request a copy of that data and even download that data. For example, Facebook and many other social media platforms offer this feature. For its users, let's go back to the CMG story. How is it legal for them to listen to our conversations and then shows us personalized ads? From everything I've seen, it's unclear if this is in fact legal at all. CMG, in a web page that is now offline, they claim that it was legal, but then again, they're in the marketing and advertising business, and I wouldn't trust them as I would trust experts in law, for example. What we do know is that collecting voice data like this might be difficult in practice, and it definitely lies in an ethical gray area. Amazon, for example, when asked to comment about this capability, they said that CMG's advertising practice would never work on any Amazon device because Amazon does not allow voice data to be sold or shared with third parties. Android phones, for example, they responded by saying that every time the microphone is on, there's a green notification on the status bar of the phone that tells the user the microphone is on. And interestingly, it seems that even CMG is thinking twice about whether it was smart to publicize these claims in the first place. Their web page that made these claims about active listening is now taken offline, but has been preserved as an archived copy. Online, so you can go find it where they actually talked about it. 
I think they also kind of apologize for the so-called confusion because of their website. Yeah, so they actually put out a statement that's quite long, but essentially their statement is summarized as saying, "You know what, guys? We do the exact same thing that Facebook and other digital advertisers do. We only deal with third-party, aggregated, anonymized, and fully encrypted data that can be used for ad placement." So the real question is, was this all just hype, or did CMG walk back their claims of active listening once it became controversial? Let's move on to AI,、uh, more specifically using AI in education. The Education Minister Christine Choi she recently voiced concerns that it could lead to a decline in students' critical thinking skills, although she agrees that AI can reshape education. But before we talk about her comments, can you tell us how AI is used in the classrooms now? Because I know you teach at universities. Uh, yes,、yeah, so we can talk about this in terms of how students use AI in the classroom. Students are using AI tools to quickly learn about a certain topic before researching that topic in depth. It's almost like a more effective Google search. In addition to this, students can also use generative AI tools to improve their writing. For example, even I use AI tools to proofread the things that I write for clients or even internally for my own company. Third, students can use generative AI tools to summarize long, complex information to make their process of learning much faster. This can be done using ChatGPT, Microsoft Copilot, or any other third-party app where you can upload PDF files, such as research reports or long articles, and literally talk to the PDF file and understand everything about what's in the file. So, if you can understand a 30-page research report in 10 minutes, you can decide as a student which elements you want to do further research on, and it's just a better way to allocate your time overall. As a teacher, when you decide to allow students to use AI or not, what counts as proper use of AI and what's improper? Yeah, that's a great question, and the short answer is it really depends on the instructor and the institution. My view is that. AI usage is great unless it diminishes the student's ability to learn, to think critically, and acquire new skills. Personally, I tell all of my students to use as many AI tools as possible, but I also tell them that I know they're using the tools, so I'm going to grade them differently. I'm going to grade them maybe even more harshly than I would have graded them two years ago when they did not have these tools. So, obviously, using AI to write an entire report is way over the line. But using AI to guide your research, to summarize information, to proofread your final reports might result in a high-quality report and also a great learning experience. Now, that's my general view. But when I talk to other university lecturers, they really have mixed views about allowing AI in their classroom. For example, a history professor may want to ban the use of AI by his students because it's tempting for a student to ask the AI to do all of the history assignments. But ultimately, because it's very hard to detect whether a student is using an AI tool, I predict that the assessment standards will change to compensate for this. In my own classes, for instance, we have a pen and paper final exam with no internet access. You definitely cannot use ChatGPT there. And even for our final presentations that we do in our classes, I assume the students are using AI to prepare for the presentation. So I add a higher weight to their grading for communication skills 
and their ability to answer questions at the end of the presentation. Do you see a difference in their, for example, critical thinking skills since they have started using AI? Personally, yes. And I've been impressed by the quality of presentations that my students have been doing and their ability to articulate very complex ideas that are honestly beyond the scope of the course. For example, I just finished teaching a uh, um, AI for finance course at HKUST, and some of the presentations cover topics that people would work for many years to understand. So the students are understanding how to use AI to speed up their own learning. Ultimately, if students are using AI to become better communicators and presenters, it makes them better prepared for the workforce, which makes me very happy as well. So perhaps we don't need to be too worried that using AI will weaken students' thinking skills and other abilities. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I feel the only risk is if we allow students to outsource their thinking to AI applications, and they don't work on honing their own critical thinking skills. Going back to the education minister, one of her quotes that I remember quite well, she said that excessive dependence on AI can undermine the learning process. So my view here is that educators should lay down clear guidelines that promote AI usage by students without diminishing critical thinking abilities through this excessive dependence on AI. And I think, of course, assessment standards have to change. But another approach that I see educators using in the classroom is having the students declare in a written statement how they used AI for that specific project and what improvements they made upon the AI's output. And this declaration counts towards the final grade of the students because the student can now demonstrate that they used AI to augment or improve their thinking instead of just finding a way to let AI do all the work. But is there a need to perhaps ban students under a certain age from using AI? UNESCO said there should be an age limit of 13 for using AI in the classroom. Do you think that is something we need in Hong Kong? Well, I'm sure the people at UNESCO are very smart, but I'm not in favor of any sort of ban, simply because bans do not work at any level in any technology. For example, when I went to high school in Hong Kong, all of us had laptops. It was school policy but the school banned us from accessing online gaming websites on our school laptops. But because we were smart students, we found a way to play online games in class anyway on the school laptop. So the ban really doesn't work because people find ways around it. And I would actually argue that having a 13-year-old student that has experience using AI tools to become a faster learner might be a better student in terms of preparedness than somebody that has been banned from using AI from a young age. And ultimately, it's more important to create conditions where AI is used productively by students instead of limiting usage across the board. You said young people should learn how to use AI appropriately and also hone their communication skills, thinking skills in the process. So what else should the young generation be focusing on? Ultimately, the younger generation will get out of school and get into the job market. And in a world where everybody has AI at their fingertips, especially in the workplace, my personal view is that the ability for young professionals to form meaningful human connections with other people will be the most valuable skill that they can develop. If we look at Hong Kong, for instance, it's a city that has many job opportunities in finance, sales and service industries. So skills such as building relationships and building trust with clients and colleagues is a big predictor of career success. 
in the finance field, nobody will invest a million dollars after talking to ChatGPT. I don't think this will ever happen. But it is our job as financial advisors or private bankers to persuade a client to make that investment. Building trust with your colleagues and your bosses by demonstrating reliability over time is also something that only humans can do. Another couple of important skills that we can work on in this AI age is things like empathy and persuasion. Because AI is not capable of this, but it is very important for human beings in terms of career success. Can you handle a situation where a client or a colleague is angry? Can you persuade your client or your boss to take a certain action? A lot of empathy and persuasion is really based on body language as well, something that only human beings can do. So if young people focus on honing these very uniquely human skills, they will be successful even in an AI-driven workplace, no matter what happens in the future.